Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. Uh, this is the first episode of the Bottle Rock series uh, of episodes of Concert Pipeline that we're featuring for 2022. Uh, you've tuned in to uh, a great series. We have a lot of great content and uh, a lot of live music. It's great. So much live music. This is my dog, Bat, uh, Basil. He just, uh, he just decided to sit down right there. So that's uh, Basil. He's going to be sitting down while I do this, uh, this open. Uh, this is at my current, yeah, you could say current house, uh, right outside my current house. I live on this great vineyard. Um, I, it's kind of the closing of eight years of my life, really, uh, which is, is crazy. Uh, I didn't plan on doing the opening here, but um, I recorded it at Bottle Rock and, uh, and the audio didn't come out. So uh, we're doing it here and it's a, it's a good culmination really because Bottle Rock has been part of my life for, uh, for years. I've been to um, a number of different uh, the Bottle Rocks, but um, what's made it so easy and great to be able to go to them is the, the locale, being here in Napa. Um, I grew up here in Napa and, uh, and you, you know, it's the place I know is home the most, but I just bought a house in Vacaville and it's, uh, and it's a big change. It's a big change for my family. It's a big change for, for me. Uh, it's going to be a big change for Basil down here. He, he's barely out of shot, right? Uh, it's it's going to be such a big change for, uh, for all of us um, and living on this property. And I know you see a moving truck back there. Uh, that's not mine. That's my shitty neighbors uh, who they have seven yappy dogs, at least seven, uh, who don't actually happen to be yapping right now. I'm not sure what the deal is, but they have all the time. And that's one little portion of the reason that I decided to uh, jump on the, the move to Vacaville uh, was the, that this place used to be so peaceful uh, to live here. And, uh, you know, and my neighbors have made it not so. Uh, I never made a deal of it or anything along those lines. I never told them to shut their fucking yappy dogs up, any of that. Uh, but uh, anyway, I wanted to do the, uh, the opening here to tie into the, how beautiful Napa is and how lucky I've been to be able to not just live here for eight years and have my kids grow up here, uh, but to be able to go to Bottle Rock uh, in my backyard and to be able to bike there. Um, I mean, I'm currently three miles or so from, from Bottle Rock. So it's 14 minutes flat to bike to, to Bottle Rock. And it's so, so great uh, to have that opportunity and to, and to do that and to not have to worry about parking and all of those things, right? So let's talk about what we have on this episode as well as the other uh, episodes coming up. We're looking at right now, it's looking like five episodes of content uh, from, uh, from Bottle Rock, which is really freaking amazing and insane uh, that we're, uh, we're able to pull that much content out, but it's all great content. And, uh, and a lot of the episodes we have multiple bands on. Uh, this episode, we have two bands. Uh, we have The Alive up first, uh, which is great. We'll get into them in just a second. But we also have a band called uh, Lily that we'll talk to a little bit later in the program. We have performances from uh, the bands, from their, uh, their sets at Bottle Rock also, as well as uh, headline performances uh, in each episode. Um, we're going to close out with a uh, headline uh, level performance, uh, which, is, which is great. So, so excited. And I've been able to see some amazing sets from Metallica, from the Black Crows, from 21 Pilots, from uh, so many great bands uh, that we're going to, uh, that we're not going to get an interview. I couldn't get an interview with Metallica, sorry. But, uh, but I could record content from them. And, uh, and it was uh, such a fun show to get to see them again live. Well, that's later in the program. Save that for later. We're going to start out with the Alive. Uh, I got a chance to uh, sit down with Kai, uh, with uh, Bastion, and with Manoa uh, from the uh, from the Alive, a, a young band who uh, is really launching their career and doing great things. Kai had a really memorable moment uh, where he uh, uh, got to drum for Pearl Jam uh like two weeks ago um at the oakland arena which is life-changing and and that video uh, and story went viral so many sources uh picked it up uh because he he did it in such a cool way and uh and he reached out to to anyway i'll, I'll let him tell it i don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil it but he he told he'll tell the story about how uh, how that all came about what the experience was like um 
and uh, and we'll have a couple of songs uh, from the Alive as uh, as well. So I think now we should absolutely kick it off with the Alive. Uh, this is a song from their set. I think this is called Disaster, if I remember correctly, uh, going off the cuff. But here is the Alive, and then we'll get into the interview. here with the Alive here at Bottle Rock. Uh, this is not your first time playing Bottle Rock. Uh, tell me how it's gone so far today. Uh, it's gone pretty good. This is, I think, our fifth fifth or sixth time playing Bottle Rock um, in a row, and we just love it so much. It's such a blast coming here every year and like progressing and seeing how the crowd reacts to us progressing, and it's just a blast. What do you remember about your first time playing Bottle Rock? Uh, I remember main stage first people playing main stage. Uh, I was really nervous. I think this is my first like really big show since Lollapalooza. And yeah, I was pretty s nervous and scared. I think Bottle Rock was one of our first main stages, so it was pretty memorable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so do the nerves kind of go away for you after you know, you've done it four or five years? Uh, yeah, you get more confident and playing a lot. You know the songs better, and yeah. There's still that pressure, but you just like learn to practice and deal with it a little better, and it's just really fun. Yeah. Now, uh, Kai and, and uh, Manoa, you guys have been playing since you were little kids, uh, like six, eight years old, right? You've been playing together. Yeah, we all have, all three of us. Yeah, and... Manoa, since he was like four or five. Really, that he's young? He's just younger than, he's 14, we're 17. Yeah. So right around the time he started playing in our band... You're passing. Manoa was five years old. Yeah. Right around the time that yeah. Kai started 
playing, and uh, we started playing together. Then Manoa kind of picked up the bass because his brother was playing music already, and he was like four or five at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to play ukulele or guitar originally, uh, but my dad told me I had to play ukulele first to get like the roots, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so after I played ukulele, I was like, "All right, there's no way I'm playing guitar." <laughs> It's like a, a six-string instrument, so I started playing bass, and yeah. Do you still pull the u ukulele out sometimes? No, or I have do like you, no idea nope. how to play ukulele. <laughs> You're like <laughs> quite a bit. It's really fun. Yeah, you go for it though. Yeah, for sure. I I actually took a class in high school. It was like ukulele slash guitar, intro to ukulele slash guitar, and I just did it as my art elective for credits. But it was super fun and taught me a lot. Yeah. Did you take uh, music in uh, in school as well, buddy? Or? Uh, no. I mean, I took like a music tech class, but no. I've been taking music ever since middle school, but it's not at all the same type of music that we play. No. It's like jazz. Yeah. Do you get any foundation from that though? To for the hard rock, like, does anything? Do you get anything? What do you take away from that? Um, it's just playing with uh, a whole classroom of people. I guess like kind of the same but also a lot different practice. yeah practice and um and do you jam with anybody from the class as well or you guys no. stick to your manoa at home and then i have a couple of buddies at home that we jam with like a couple times a week just for fun but but it's not my main thing of course yeah yeah um, so tell me about the helmets that you guys had uh, beforehand what tell me about that van yeah, so we had we started that band when we were like seven or eight in my garage um, after skating, um, and we just like kind of just wanted to play music together and thought a band would be fun to like perform in front of our parents, and that kind of just led to one thing to another, and then eventually that band dissolved. But we just still wanted to keep playing music and keep progressing, and here we are. Yeah. Do you all like to skate? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and surf as well, right? Like you're actually on a surfing team. Oh, okay. Fashion is. Yeah, tell, tell me about the surf team. Like, uh, Surf team's super fun. It's like twice a week. Uh, I get to surf with all my friends before school. Um, if the waves are good in my town, it's it's kind of hit or miss, but um, super fun, yeah. Yeah. So you live pretty close to the beach then? Yeah, and it definitely beats a period of school for sure. I'd rather do that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Not at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, so tell me about Lollapalooza in Chile. I'm, I'm interested in. Yeah, um, we've played it two times. Wow. Uh, first year, I think it was as a band, we did Kizapalooza, which is like, I think the smallest part of uh, Lollapalooza in Chile. But um, this year we did main stage Lollapalooza first band. Uh, our, I think our biggest show since yeah, yeah probably biggest turnout of people but super fun and like so fun going out of the country and traveling with my buddies yeah nothing beats it and we got to miss school like two weeks of school also a win, it was right? like win 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 yeah so your parents are super supportive then right yeah. like obviously you'd... yeah they always have been yeah but so Chile tell me what what's it like I've never been to Chile what What's the environment like? What's everything? Well, it was super fun. We landed in Santiago and did like a road trip down south to like less populated areas and we like surfed all over the place. Uh, we went to Punta de Lobos, which was super fun, like hung out with the community, played a couple shows. And then we drove up to Lollapalooza, Chile, like more of the city area and like did a couple shows in the city and then played Lollapalooza. But overall, it was just super fun. Like we got to see old friends, hang out, surf, skate, like play music. It was a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing as him, but <laughs> but he yeah. got you got to it first. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, so what are some of the bands that you guys are, are friends with, or you've made friends with through playing these festivals? Um, well, we made friends with Sea Cliff from the, the very beginning of our band. Yeah. Um, when we were doing audition for singers. The idols, maybe. The idols. We just met the idols in Chile. Yeah, that's super fun. Yeah, they're super nice people. We happen to be staying at the same hotel. We kind of started conversing the first day, so like overall. Throughout the couple days of the show, we just like started talking. It was super fun. Super nice people. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, do you find that uh, that you get you know just as much respect because you you guys are young you know you guys are ambitious you're I mean obviously one, the youngest if not one of the youngest bands playing this festival right I think before we kind of had to it was we were kind of treated as a kid band but like it's fine because we like we weren't as good as other bands cause we were like 10 but I think we slowly like learned that we had to earn our worth and and we got here so I think now that we're a little bit older um, people have started to compare us to older bands and it's been um, they're taking us a little bit more seriously I feel like yeah yeah, you you did a tool cover uh, during your set. So when you're when you go in to cover another band, like what do you how do you approach that? Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Um, well, yeah, we do all the bands that we like a lot as a band. Yeah, we playing we like play them a lot because you know, we like those songs. And we try to push ourselves too because Tool is like a very technical band, technical song. It's really fun to play and. Uh, makes us better. Danny Carey, who's the drummer for Tool, is one of my drumming heroes, and super fun to play his drumming parts. It's a bit challenging as well, which is it's good. Yeah. Have you have you been able to see them live? Yeah. See, yeah. Recently, I'm SF. Really like mind blowing. Yeah. Where where did you see them at a festival or? Uh, they did a tour. Um, me and Manoa saw them, I believe, at the Warrior Stadium in SF. Nice. And Bash Salmon in San Diego. Nice, nice. And how was that show? It was crazy. The light show was incredible. The musicianship was, or, yeah, it was crazy. Super amazing musicians. Yeah. Who are some of your other drum kind of idols? Um, Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction, Jimmy Chamberlain of the Smashing Pumpkins, Matt Cameron of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, Danny Carey. Yeah. Have you been able to meet any of your your idols? Talk to them at all? Get any tips? Um, no, I have not met any of them, but I've seen all of them play, or most of them. Yeah. And so, what's that? What's that like for you, kind of, to just wa- be there and watch it versus hearing it on a record you're playing over and over again? Um, it's amazing, just how they are able to memorize all that. Oh, I guess it's just like our band, which memorize all the different parts and the songs and they do the same. Yeah, yeah. And Bastion, so with your singing, um, tell me kind of how you found your voice uh, to, to sing. What was that like for you? Funny story, uh, with the old band, The Helmets, I was just a guitar player, lead guitarist. Um, and then towards the, when we dissolved the band, we were left with a guitar player and a drummer. So for a bass player, we obviously didn't have to look very far. It was like two rooms over. <laughs> and then for a singer, we just looked and looked. And like eventually, I just got over it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to try to sing. And I just got lessons for a little bit. And here we are. Yeah. Kai, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Manoa, did you have to audition at all? Or were you an easy end? <laughs> uh, pretty easy entry. Yeah. I mean, both of them see me, have seen me play in my past band. And I don't know. I guess it was like age qualified we're all like teenagers and stuff so yeah 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 um kai so you you had a big big show recently tell me tell me about that how, uh, i know you texted olivia right to, yeah to make it happen how, uh, how did you meet olivia and how did that come about i met olivia at ohana festival that we played at four years ago and then we've kept in touch ever since and should I just run through the whole story? Yeah, go for it. We got we got it. All right. So on Thursday night, Pearl Jam played their first show in Oakland. And people started texting me that Matt Cameron had COVID and he wasn't able to play. And after getting a bunch of texts, I decided to text Olivia. And she got back to me and said that Josh Klinghoffer was filling in, who's one of the guitar players for Pearl Jam right now. And he used to be in the Chili Peppers. And he happens to play drums, he's a multi-instrumentalist. And so I just gave up on the idea and just went to bed and school the next day. But around noon, Olivia texts me and she says, um, send me a video of you playing a Pearl Jam song and that it was worth a shot. So I I actually didn't know any Pearl Jam songs, so I took the next couple hours to uh, 
learn mind your manners, which I had seen previously in LA. And you left school and went to a studio to learn it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I recorded it and sent it to her, and then she said it was on, and they gave me the green light. Yeah, she's like, Dad says it's cool. You can you can do it, right? So and so so tell me about that night for you, like going up. I mean, it was near the encore. It was in the encore that you got to play, right? It was halfway through the first set. Okay. Okay. And so what was what was it like? You were backstage. Were you, were you nervous at all? Like that's huge. Um, right before going on stage, I had never felt so scared in my life. But then when I walked up there. Eddie and all the other bandmates were super friendly and welcoming to me. Um, and when I sat behind the drum kit, they lit up the whole stadium, and that was in incredible. I'd never seen so many people before. Yeah. And then Jeff, who's the bass player, he told me I did a really great job, and Eddie as well. And then that was really reassuring. Yeah. Did you get to practice with them beforehand, or you just went up and they're like, you, they expected you to do your part? Or um, a couple hours before the show, we ran through the song a couple times. Yeah. And then that was pretty much it. Did it feel pretty natural, even in the practice? Or yeah, when I was playing the song, I pretended like I was just in the practice room with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did you stay after and get to talk to them at all, or you, you went back and no? They had me come out on stage and take a bow at the end but they had to leave before everyone else left yeah you got in right in time right because the next show was canceled i think in sacramento right because yeah jeff yeah. got covid apparently and they had to cancel a couple shows it's yeah. a bummer yeah yeah but i mean it worked out for you but uh, i mean <laughs> like so what was it like afterwards so many you know news outlets like picking it up and and everything and it kind of it went viral right yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. It's non-stop interview calls and yeah, waking up at like 5 a.m. every day. I'm not a morning person, so that was a bit <laughs> oh, tough. No. Not a no, no, you're, you're hard to wake up, huh? Yeah. Do, do you wake up on your own or do you need help? I need help. I'm always late to school. Yeah. My parents always come in my rooms. Get up, Kai. Uh. My daughter's kind of the same way. I have a 12-year-old daughter, and she, she, well, she's about to turn 12. And, and I, I mean, it gets to the point where I have to pull the blankets off of her and, you know, and get her out of bed. It's like, you, you got to do this yourself, girl, you know? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's really exciting. And so uh, so what do you have uh, coming up? Are you guys uh, working on recording any, any music? Uh, yeah, we're going to record soon. Um, we're thinking, yeah, we're thinking of doing an album soon, hopefully. In the meantime, um, creating new songs. New song released in two days. Yeah, we're releasing a new song in like time. two days. Wait, the what's, time. What's it called? Uh, it's called The Time. The Time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's one of our favorites to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about Chevy Metal also, because you guys got to play the Bottle Rock After Show and, uh, and open mm. for Chevy Metal. So first off, what was that experience like for you to to get to play that um my dad went to high school with taylor or one year high school with taylor so and i've kind of like been friends with taylor's son and taylor's best friend's son um for a long time so we've been buddies and it was super fun like playing music with him he's obviously or was a great musician um but yeah, playing with Chevy Metal was like insane, and playing right at, right before was like mind blowing. Just to have that crowd and like that energy in the crowd, like, like, um, what's it called? The they all have like we share the same same love for the genre of music, rock, and yeah, it was just mind blowing. I'm so glad it happened, and yeah. So you knew Taylor a little bit then. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so well. So what was it like for you when you heard heard the news? It was heartbreaking. Yeah. And it was like just heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I was I was super bummed out. I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, and yeah, and like knowing his son and best friend, it was yeah, it was just dark time. Yeah, I'm not sure where they'll go, you know, because I don't see the Foo Fighters going without without Taylor, you know. And yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's just it's just everything's up in the air right now, but it's just such a bummer. Yeah. 
Um, well, let's end on a more positive note. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit more about like what you guys plan for for that album that you you want to record, like and the the vibe when you go into uh, to record together. Um, we're hoping for positive vibes in the studio. Um, think maybe a 12, 12 song album, maybe. We don't still don't know the name of it yet. We're still deciding on that. Yeah. Do have, yeah. Do you have songs written already for it? You're working. Yeah. For basically, it? we've we've just like all the songs we've written. We're taking the best ones and like slowly adding to them. We've actually been writing a lot recently. We've wrote, written like three new songs the past couple months, or past month or two. Um, but more on the way and like as soon as we have enough songs and we feel content with the songs and like confident we'll come out with an album for sure do you know where you're going to record it and everything you have all that set like you're uh we do not um we have a couple options in mind but until we figure it out we we don't know for sure yeah yeah. Well, I'm excited for you guys, and, and thank you. Really great set. You have one another set later, right? You're doing the jam stage, which is yeah. that's cool. How are you, are you uh, doing? Different songs? Are you gonna strip it down a little bit for that one? Um, uh, I think we're doing originals, all original set, maybe new songs. So um, same songs. Four, same songs. Four yeah. Song set. Yeah. Nice. They're gonna be this, some of the same songs that we played on the earlier set. It's just less. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. and who else are you looking forward to seeing here? You're sticking around for Metallica, I imagine, right? Uh, most likely, most likely yeah. maybe. Uh, we're gonna go see that Japanese psych band. I forgot. What it started. I don't know how to really Kiku say it. Gaku Moyo, I think. Something like that. What? Kiku Gaku Moyo, I think. It, yeah. It sounds like you nailed it. So. <laughs> yeah, that band. Um, yeah, I think we're exploring today a lot. Yeah, we're hanging bands. out with our with our buddy Spliff Riffer here right now. Oh, we played a show with them yesterday. But yeah, just gonna have fun. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time today. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck with your set later and the, the album that you guys are uh, working on coming out. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. That was my interview with the Alive here on Concert Pipeline. Uh, and I'm, we're gonna play another song from their set uh, at Bottle Rock. Um, this is uh, a song called Schism. It's not theirs. It's uh, it's a cover that they did of Tools, and uh, and we talked to them a little bit about the cover as well as you know how they approach uh, going into uh, covering other bands' music, um, and uh, I thought this was a really great performance, so I wanted to share it, and here it is. Here is Schism as covered by the Alive. Where is 
that was the alive and we're going to move on to the next band that we're featuring here on concert pipeline for this first episode uh this is a band called lily um i had a chance to talk to dylan charlie nash uh from uh from lily at uh bottle rock festival on day one both of these interviews were from uh from day one uh, which was just in, incredible. Uh, they were so friendly and, and awesome. We had a really great conversation. Um, and um, so we're going to get right into that. Uh, and before we do, let's play a song from, uh, from Lily, and then we'll get into the interview. All throats thrown here When I try to speak A hundred years With opinions that waver My throat's grown arms and legs Say your say your names. We got uh, Dylan. Yes. Uh, we we got Max. You got Max. 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 Sorry. Uh, Charlie. Yes. Yes. Dylan, Max, Charlie, uh, from Lily. How are you guys doing today? Great. Great. How are you? I'm doing great. I saw your set. You guys are freaking rocking out over there. Oh, like, I thanks. mean, seriously, you put on a show. You're. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Tell me, what was the vibe like for you? It was great. I think we were. You know, when you're always playing earlier at festivals, you never know if people are going to be there. Yeah. But uh, the turnout was awesome. And I don't know, it was super fun. We got to play probably the longest set we've played in a really long time. Yeah. Even when we've been doing headline stuff, I mean, we don't really play that long. Yeah. But so it was nice to like kind of just 
try it out we like that. We usually like to keep it short and sweet. So like, we like to keep it short and sweet. So keep them wanting more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. So, so were you ready for the big set then? Like, how did you prepare? Um, <laughs> probably could have prepared a little better, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just kind of stretched and then put our gear on stage and stretched some more, drank some water, and then we're like, all right, you want to go? We were, we were looking at the watch, mm-hmm. being waiting for it to turn two, and it was two, <laughs> all right, let's go. It's pretty much. We rehearsed a couple times. Yeah, we rehearsed a couple times. That's all you need, right? Well, we had been on tour a little bit yeah. before yeah. that, so we were like, yeah. we've been playing these songs forever, so. Yeah, tell yeah. me about your most recent tour. Um, well, it was cool. It was our first real West Coast run. Um, and yeah, we had never been to Vancouver. We'd never been to Portland before. We had never been to Seattle. We'd never been to Tacoma. So that was our first time kind of really, I just said that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was super fun. Uh, we're doing it again, uh, coming the first. Yeah, we're, we're hitting a West Coast thing again. So. Yeah, you played so. Sacramento and uh, if, I'm trying to remember the other Bay Area. You had two Bay Area stops, I think, in March, right? We don't play san francisco no i know that it's a rule right yeah. no uh, we're not allowed to oh they they, they, they shunned you <laughs> yeah they shunned you he's a dodgers fan oh so okay so that's where that's yeah. where it is uh, yeah yeah um and have you played napa before this is our first time okay yeah and what do you think about the festival as a whole beautiful yeah, yeah. super fun super chill. Yeah, uh it, it was a nice breeze just kind of streaming through oh my god it's nice i think a lot of festivals too are like there's a lot of like. Uh, this seems like the age range at the Bottle Rock is like a lot like wider, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like, everyone from all different ages and like, it's cool. It's like more chill. It's not like, teeny boppers. Yeah. Running what around. Is a teeny bopper? <laughs> I don't know. It's like fourteen girls, yeah, you know. Not even fourteen. Yeah, not like even I, fourteen. I guess I don't I've mean. Never <laughs> heard I've heard that. I've heard that. I don't mean actual. Now you're cutting all the teeny boppers. You're alienating them. Like, oh, they're like, okay, I can't go to a Lily show. What? Like this versus Coachella, for example. Uh huh. Yeah. Teeny boppers can come. Coachella is a lot like it's different. Uh, I'll tell you, this is there's like food and wine. Yes. You know, it's like more like sophisticated i guess i'll tell you if this would have happened three days ago you would have had like coachella like temperatures i mean it was hot oh really and then it dropped like overnight 30 degrees the breeze like, was really nice. this is we're, we're from la so we <laughs> you're used to it you're used to it yeah yeah it's, it's yeah, the crazy. breeze was excellent yeah Stop. <laughs> i'll tell you I, I grew up here in in napa and so like this i mean it's this has been here for like eight years, nine years, something like oh, that. Wow. It feels like the Bottle Rock, and like there was no music scene at all here. You know, when I was the twenty, you know, twenties teenager, whatever. You know, and yeah, when you think Napa, you don't really think thriving music. No, scene you don't think. Necessarily. Met- I mean, Metallica's Bay Area, so that's a bad example. But yeah. <laughs> but you don't yeah. think you know big massive headliners, Foo Fighters, who you know they were here last year, Guns N' Roses. You don't think that when you think Napa, yeah, no. right? We missed the Foo Fighters. They, oh, they played Bottle Rock twice, 2017, oh, yeah, and last year. And wow, yeah, it, it, it's funny. 2017, like they were in the middle of Everlong, and their sound got cut off uh, because what? it because it hit 10 sound sound ordinance. Oh, they're they're hard wow. cut. Yeah, yeah. The, there's the, the curfew here. Yeah, is 10 o'clock it, at night. Yeah, and they're legit. They don't they don't mess around. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and uh, and so during it, Everlong. During ever, I know. Wow. Seriously, like, what are you doing? Like, that's that's their last song. They're not doing anything yeah, else after that. They close with Everlong, and but also I will say, like, ending a festival at ten is the right move. Yeah, like, I agree. there's like these festivals that go oh, to like two a.m. Yeah. and it's like, uh, what is going they, on? They play Everlong. I, I know. Let them. No, finish. I let them play Everlong. Let, let them finish, right? Yeah. Let them play Everlong it's twice. You go, you go till two. Go till two. Who cares? No, you <laughs> can't go till two. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, you don't like the two a.m. cutoff. What's especially funny is that last year, so Dave uh, came out with Guns N' Roses and did Paradise City in in their encore. And um, and I think that they cut the power during, for for that one too. So oh, he got double cut, and he joked about it the next day during a, a, a solo set he did on the jam stage, uh, like with Greg Kirsten, like he did uh, the Hanukkah sessions. Just he was drumming. Yeah. All, oh wow. All eight covers. It, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was His incredible. His set was just him drumming. Him and Greg Kirsten, who was on keyboard. Just oh. him. And, just them two. That's cool. Yeah. Small little surprise set that they wow. did, and uh, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Sweet. 
Yeah, that's the sort of thing you get here. You know, I mean, the culinary stage is cool. Like you yeah. get chefs with you know bands yeah, and, and other yeah. celebrities and stuff, and that's what makes Bottle Rock cool, uh, right? So, yeah. I know. Yeah. Are you guys sticking around for um, for more of the festival? Well, we're seeing Metallica. Definitely going to see, see Metallica. To. Yeah. Will you be here anymore the weekend though, or is today you got no, to go? Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You got to got to head. Got to get ready for the the tour. Yeah. Um, so tell me about um, um, I can uh, I can fool anybody in this town. How did uh, the process for uh, for that come about? Tell we actually have a, that was a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Twenty nineteen, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I don't know. I think we were just kind of writing songs and not taking it as seriously. Yeah. And then. Very. Yeah, we're very young. Yeah, we're very young, and like we had these songs lying around, and then someone heard it and was like. This is cool. Let's, you know, put you in a studio and record them. Who was that? Someone. Uh, our label, man, okay. our label owner. Ed, yeah. He liked it. Yeah. Yeah, he liked it. He thought yeah, it was pretty is, cool. So it's like, okay, cool. We got this. <laughs> yeah. So then we went to the studio, recorded them, and then we put them out. And then, you know, they did their thing, and we were touring and playing shows, and that was really fun. Yeah. And then eventually, yeah. Then we eventually put out a record, which. TV or no TV? TV or no TV, yeah. yeah. That was, that came about differently. Tell me about it. Um, well, we finished the EP and then we were playing all those songs a lot and doing a lot of shows. But by the time we were getting ready to make the album, we were so beyond where we were when we even wrote the EP songs. Yeah. So we were trying to find our sound and experiment a lot. And we went to the desert to write it, to like hone in on writing songs. And then we came back and we're ready to kind of like finalize it and go to the studio. And then COVID hit. And then, which was actually a blessing in disguise for the album. Um, we ended up getting more time to kind of hone in and focus on it. Yeah. But because we couldn't meet up we were writing all individually yeah, so to it, send files it back breathed and forth this and new life into it and gave a lot more uh avenues to go down and then eventually we once covid calmed down and we started meeting up again and doing it and then we met up with the producer and then you know things just came you know went from there and yeah how do you think the album would have been different if uh if covid hadn't been I think it would have not been as. Yeah. It would have been. I don't know. I would say it, it would have been a lot different. Yes. Because yeah, the songs that were in that we wrote in Joshua Tree were. They were the bridge to get us to the album yeah. songs, but it would have just been a very different. We would have had a lot less time to make the record. Yeah. So I think. <coughs> it wouldn't have been as it would like come polished. Come out a lot later, probably too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, maybe they'll come out later. Who knows? Yeah. We're reworking some of them, maybe. Yeah. Do you have stuff that didn't make it onto the album that you're like you're saving for another release? Yeah. There's a couple. Of yeah. Thinking about that actually a lot more lately, but for the most part, hey, we've got a bunch of new stuff that hopefully will come out sooner than later. We're super proud of it. We're super proud of the new stuff that we're writing. Um, and like I, we were about this record as well, but I think there is an extra. You know, it's like a different, it's a different avenue we're going down now. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. We've got like 25, like 20, like song, like start to finish. And yeah. then tw five more like ideas that are getting worked on. But is it difficult to cut? Like, you know, you would do, you bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Here comes another one. Oh, Here's oh, oh, ready, oh, ready? oh and right. it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's the worst, right? You just is it difficult to cut when you have like 20, 25, you're like, and you need Well, like, we've never been in that predicament before. Yeah? Because the album, I mean, we had some extra songs, but for the most part, we knew it was going to be on the album. There was not really like a debate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now it's like. What, how we're going to release the next batch of songs might be different than an album or might be another EP or like more singles or just songs like I don't who knows you yeah. know what I mean because yeah. 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 yeah that's my answer that works yeah yeah that works so uh, so Max since you have the mic tell me about you picking up the, the drums and like how and your process with, with that because you freaking slam on the that oh, drum kit thanks man I appreciate that slammer slammer well, I, uh, my cousin, 
is Matt Barrick from The Walkman. Okay. The drummer in The Walkman. And I grew up a drummer extraordinary. He's <laughs> the best drummer ever. And I grew up going to Walkman shows a lot and watching him play. Yeah. And that honestly inspired me to just pick up the drums and start playing. Because when a, fr- a friend of mine was like, we should start a band or when I was like eight. And then we started going to a music school and learning from there. But I picked drums because my cousin. He looked like... Yeah. Max looks exactly like him when he plays. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. They they just have different hair. That's it. That's all. Yeah, at this yeah. point. But same energy, huh? Yeah. 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 Oh, that, thanks for joining yeah. us, man. <laughs> yeah. But if you guys, I don't know, there's a really good video of them on Letterman playing the rat. That's super sick. It's the coolest drum beat ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I also say, too, that I, there's a lot of drummers that I like and are inspiring, but the one guy that actually keeps me playing drums and like makes me want to continue playing drums is Matt. Yeah. He's like, my God. Yeah. I love you, Matt. Cheers to you, Matt. <laughs> I love you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. And and so Max, you went to an all boys Catholic school. We both you did. Both did. Oh, yes. That's where, yeah, yes. where we met. And, uh, and so tell me, I mean, first of all, that must've been a challenging dynamic for certain things as you're getting into music and trying to get bands to get girls and everything. And then, you know, well, it, I don't think we were ever, <laughs> No. We weren't ever those guys. No, no. We kind of, like, even now, we on tour, we just play, and then we go eat food and maybe, like, <laughs> try to play video games or watch a movie or something. Yeah. We didn't even make it to go see a movie last night. We yeah, we bailed were... on that and just stayed in the hotel. <laughs> You're like, it's too much work. What are you talking about? We bowled. Oh, oh there you go. We went bowling. We like oh doing, God. like, extracurriculars. Yeah. Yes. We don't really, like, like, we don't really, like, go out and party and shit. It's just not. No. It's not your job. We, like, bowl, and, you know. None of us are, like major like drinkers or like do any drug like crazy drugs or anything like yeah. that i'm straight edge so i don't really do anything so i think we all just go back to the the hotel and just chill out after shows also it's just like super tiring yeah just like just because we exert so much energy that you do we, we don't want to like go out and hang out with people we're pretty chill people yeah. for the most part but when it comes to playing we have to like pull it out so then by the time the show's over you're like i don't want to do anything no no just hang out yeah 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 and don't tell me about when finding your voice and your presence on stage because you have an incredible stage presence thank you um i don't know i i I think just a lot of people like bring up henry rollins which I, i i love henry rollins but i've never like really dug into like live videos of black flag or anything like that i love black flag what you did last night. What? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely like watched their stuff, but I don't think I've directly taken influence from from that. Um, I don't know. I just, I kind of just like being super, like, free form, just doing whatever at the time, uh, whatever feels you know right. Um, I don't really like dancing. I'm not a good dancer, so I can't do that. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of throw my arms. Yeah. It works though, right? Yeah, so yeah, it gets so. the crowd going, so. I guess so, yeah. We got some arm throwing over here. Yeah. Drying. Drying it, dying the sandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you played a festival in the Czech Republic. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, what was that like? That was awesome. Yeah, it was super. The food was really interesting. Yeah. We, yeah. It was like, no, no, that was. I just remember the food. <laughs> it was like the best food we've ever had at a festival, I'd say. But I've, once again, I haven't tried the food here, so I don't know. But A lot of options. Yes, yeah. a lot of options. Yes. Yeah. So you remember the food. Anyone remember past the food or is the food where you're, you're dressed? The show was fun. Yeah. 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 That was next to us in the dressing room. Who did? We we did. Uh, it wasn't a series. Did you start it or? Yeah, I think we kind of started. There was, it was like you know the 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 walls were capped. They didn't go up. There was no ceiling, so we started throwing shit over to the other uh-huh. room. Cubicle. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. started throwing shit back. And then we saw who they were, and they were just dressed like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> like, they looked like they were all wearing Halloween costumes, but they were nice. They were nice. Yeah. I, you know, you made friends, right? Yeah, so it didn't it didn't end too badly. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, this guy. <laughs> and, and Dylan, you did musical theater. Is that part of kind of your... Oh, yeah, wow. Um, I, so I did musical theater at a very young age. Uh, I was like six, five or six years old. Um, that was super fun. Uh, I mean, I don't do it anymore. I don't really like watch it no. anymore. But um, I do think like it did from a very 
early age get me on the stage and help me gain confidence. It just felt like second nature after a while. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I did it once again when I was like 12. Uh, but I just didn't think it was for me. Uh, but I do respect it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of gave you your, your comfort in front of an audience yes, sort of thing, definitely. right? Like, so well, cause you, you have to do so much. You have to dance, sing, act. It's, it's crazy, but I, it's just, now I only do one of those. Yeah. yeah. So you still have, you have more tour dates, uh, lined up. Yeah. What's, what's the, yeah. We play, the? we play from, we're on tour from, uh, June 1st till July 8th. Uh, all up the West Coast. Wow. Okay. Or West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. So we're doing a whole thing. Hitting yeah. everywhere. What, yeah. What are some of the places you like to play that you seek out? New York, yeah. Boston, uh, Chicago is always great. Um, Arizona sometimes. Uh, L.A. because we're from there. Yeah. Have you on tour been ever been stuck? At, you know, tour van breakdown and stranded. Yeah. Anywhere? We uh, one time one time we were in uh, Minnesota. It was Minnesota, right? Where Minneapolis. So Minnesota, yeah. um, where we, our van got stuck in the snow. It was like fucking two feet of snow yeah. and we couldn't move the van. So people left like heinous messages and letters just on our uh, windshield. Like, did you have to walk? Like you had to walk into? No, we, we were okay. fortunately okay. in the parking lot of the venue, but oh, our good, car okay. was, we parked like assholes. Yeah. Obviously not on you purpose. You weren't expecting but yeah, yeah. But it just, you know, happens. Yeah. You made it out okay, though, after? Yes, totally. Oh, good. Totally. Good. The show must go on, right? show must go on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to thank you guys for taking the time today. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. And, yeah, and good luck with the album. Good luck with the, you know, the tour is, uh, ahead. You know, hopefully the weather is all, uh, as good as it is here, you know, for, yeah. for for the other shows. If so, then smooth sailing, right? Yeah, yeah. So get something good to eat, okay? Yeah, cool. That was the interview with Lily here on Concert Pipeline. And uh, we're going to play another song from uh, from Lily this is a song called Cut the Wire.
here on Concert Pipeline. And so, we're, like I said, we're gonna close out the show with a, um, a headline performance and who else to close it out with uh, than Metallica. Uh, and so uh, before I get into what the song is, I just wanna relive a little bit of my history uh, seeing Metallica. I've seen them three or four times over the years. Probably the first time was almost 20 years ago at this point. Um, I mean, the most recent being their last performance, uh, the, uh, Bridge School Benefits concerts, last ever Bridge School Benefit concert uh, in the, the Bay Area. And so it was so cool to get to see a stripped down performance uh, where they played songs, mostly acoustic, uh, that, uh, that were not made to be played on those instruments, I'll tell you. Uh, and they actually had to start one song over, which was, uh, which was awesome because for a band that's so, you know, such, you know, yeah, perfect. They're so perfect, right? They're one of the greatest bands of all time. Uh, uh, and to get them to see in that environment, it was, it was really cool. But they played Bottle Rock and that was even cooler because it was like their hometown show. They didn't call it out or anything, but you know, you're in Napa. It's pretty close to their home here in uh, Mill Valley, San Francisco area. You're, you're right there. This is home for them. So it was a special show. Uh, for them to get to play. They've been together for 41 years and still freaking rocked it. And they had this great, uh, this great like camera. Uh, that it's like, it was like the one, one of the ones they use at uh, NFL games where it's on the wires and everything. And so it could get the overhead shots of Lars and then to turn around to the audience and what, what have you. So uh, and some really great video for, uh, production for, uh, for the performance and uh, and I was up close. I mean, that's what I do. I get close to shows and I bring the, the good content. Uh, if you wanna see the live performances from Metallica, I have multiple up on Concert Pipeline's YouTube page. Just search Concert Pipeline Metallica, you'll find it. Uh, and uh, there's, you know, other performances as well up there. We got some 21 pilots that's uh, up there. I'm gonna put more up um, as I have time to, to get to that. So check us out on YouTube. Um, and YouTube has the, um, obviously we'll have all these episodes as well. So uh, that is enough rambling for today. This is episode one. Uh, we have more interviews uh, coming up on uh, the next episodes of Concert Pipeline. Next episode will feature The Suffers, an in-depth interview with uh, um, their lead singer. And, um, and so we'll get into that as well as much, much, much more content uh, coming up. Um, and we're going to cram all this in uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we're going to uh, have more than one episode a week for uh, the next couple of weeks to roll out the Bottle Rock content. So with that being said, this is one by Metallica. For all of us here at Concert Pipeline, we'll catch you next time. I'm Steve Jones. <laughs>
Please God, wait a minute.